Burger Chef introduces Dark Jedi Knight from the Service of State. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began. And Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turns to the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys. From bubble bath to belt buckles. From 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, watch We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive. Formative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Tempest The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne. Steven Chewbacca. 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 And Steven B. Deadly. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Kivecast for July of 2011. Man, time is flying. It has. This is the uh, Star Wars Collectors Archive Podcast, the voice of the vintage Star Wars community. Man. What do you think? I just came up with that new one. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I don't know if you know, Steve, this is actually an episode for the ladies. Uh, is it? <laughs> well, well, you know, we uh, we found out that we do indeed have one female listener, at least one. Oh, that's right, that's right. We thought it was Kelly, but it turned out it was uh, someone else, wasn't right. it? Right. Well, we'll get into that in the feedback section. Okay. But uh, okay. I-, I was kicked out of my basement where it's nice and cool, and I'm, I'm recording on the third floor, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm recording this episode with my shirt off. So it's uh, a, oh, a steamy episode, yes. <laughs> and let me tell you, I look as good as I sound. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's uh, Vader this month. Uh, it's pretty cool. I just uh, got off the phone with Bill McBride. We'll be having an interview with him. Sort of excellent. The Vader collector. It was hard for me to choose. I couldn't do the whole mega cast. Um, <laughs> I just don't have the time. You know, summer is the time where I get to spend time with my family. So uh, I, I try and do that a little bit. Yeah, and you have so many big Vader collectors too. It's really. Man, it, that's one of those ones where it's still totally alive and kicking. Yeah, I mean, I like seriously, I just had to pick Bill because he's the only one where, you, you know, there's like, well, which of the Mexican super collectors or which of the substrat of collectors who've been collecting <laughs> it for 10 years, for five years? Yeah. Um, but we may, we may wind up getting into that a little bit with the uh, talking about limelights. But let, let's, get okay. into, let's get into the movie thought. All right. Uh, I'm going to move away from the the uh, trend I've had of making racial comments uh, <laughs> or comments about social injustice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just kind of go to something that that's been kind of uh, you know what, what do you feel, Steve, is the best acting moment of the original trilogy? Best acting moment? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question, man. I, I think. Well, see, I have a feeling you're going to go with something Vader-related, and I, I think it's kind of funny because sometimes just the way that, like, Vader will turn his head at a certain moment or Steve, walk. Yeah, see, this is proof that this is uh, unscripted. That is exactly <laughs> what I consider to be the best acting moment. It's All right, which the, which scene? All right, let's on, hear it on the bridge. Uh, and okay. I mean, it's you know, it's where Vader confronts Luke on on Endor. Oh, okay. And, and they're walking down the corridor, and he says, you, yeah. know, you must know it's too late for me, which I think is a really powerful line. And yeah. Then, you know, he's taken away, and there's just that, that beat where, where Vader's head turns a little bit <laughs> yeah. down. 
Yeah. And, and to me, that does more than anything in the prequels did with showing Anakin throwing hydro <laughs> spanners at speeders or, yeah. or, or no, hey, that's like just that one, that one little head turn. I, I, I yeah. don't know. I, to me, I'd put that up there as the best acting moment. You know, I think you're 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 onto something there. I mean, and there's there's others too. It's the exact same thing, but that that's a good one, right? So, I mean, if, if you if you have another uh, best acting moment, you know, maybe that could be a thing. You can send that into us at uh, kivecast at gmail dot com. It'd be fun to do like a little Vader head turn montage of all yeah. his top <laughs> top acting moments. Just to, I mean, sorry, no, no, mean to like dig on James Earl Jones, but just the little <laughs> the head turns here and there. It's something. Well, David Frost deserves credit. I don't know if you ever seen the uh, the, the edited scenes, uh, the original where they they don't have Vader's voice. Like oh, the, where he's just kind of when he's kind of just yelling through the helmet. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, well, let's uh, let's let's hit the news, Steve. All right. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. There's been a fair amount of news. Uh, I'm uh, too busy to even put a shirt on. But you've been uh, doing a pretty good job of, of keeping track of the news. I think we should start with that thing you've been talking about from uh, San Diego Comic Con, which I believe is going on as we speak. Is that right? Yeah, right I think now? it is. I think it is going on right now. Um, have, have you ever been to one of those by any chance? Not interested. No, I, I never really went. Uh, I think I would have liked to have gone when it was actually a nerd thing. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool now, isn't it? Yeah, but now that it's you know a whole bunch of uh, you know A-list celebrities saying you know I'm a geek. It's yeah, just, uh, yeah. It just looks like it's just such a mess. And I mean, I yeah. I mean, I kinda, it is a mess. I yeah. kind of <laughs> care about comics, but I don't care enough about comics. It's like yeah. I, I would be part of the problem. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah well yeah it's uh i went like i think in 2002 and it was like when i just got i think that was my first drive down to san diego and i just went for a whole day and drove back the same day and i, I probably crashed on the side of the freeway in oceanside or something <laughs> I, I don't know but it was a mess for sure but it, it's cool because there are, are certain things what this was, um, it was, let me get the guy's name real quick. It's like Drawn Spoons? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, that's the artist. It's, it's Dov Kelmer is, it's his booth, but, uh, Buon Spoons is a popular artist, I guess. I've never, I hadn't heard of him until I'd seen this, but, uh, what he did was he did individual paintings for every vintage figure. And some of them are just downright hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, it'd be, I wish I could see, I would go just to see this. I mean, it, it just would be a blast to see the others. Um, no, no, but, I, I did uh, you want have... to say, it's, it's, we found it through the blog, youbentmywookie.com. And they did, <laughs> they did misspell Wookie, which, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be a geek site, at least spell Wookie right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll post a link to this. The images, I mean, they're just, they're so colorful. And if you go and look up this guy's other work, um, he does some really insane stuff. I guess he designs toys also, not just artwork. Uh, and he is clearly, but uh, it's it's really a treat to see this stuff kind of done in a totally wacky light. Yeah. But it's totally vintage. So and, yeah, well, I mean, it's that's what's great is it really is just vintage, and it shows he's not just you know, uh, oh hey look, there's like this old vintage thing, cool. Like he actually kind of gets it, and there's some things yeah. that that, yeah. that that show that. Um, <laughs> A couple of my favorites are, are Bib Fortuna with a light blue balloon. 
I don't know yeah. if you saw that one, but it's like a very cute, like childish Bib Fortuna. And, and as yeah. faithful uh, space freaks know, I'm terrified of Bib Fortuna. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I also like the, the Imperial Dignitary with the Nazi salute. I thought that was a good touch. <laughs> yep, yep. There's a, also, let's see, another one that was pretty funny was uh, Leia Hoth. It's featuring her rear end, which was sculpted on the figure, which is just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that... Uh, that, it's <laughs> that's what I call the the bootylicious Leia Hoth. Now, Steve, yeah. I was planning on talking that one last, so we could go uh, to, our, to our next news feature. But you know what? We'll tease that because there's still a couple okay. more of these I want to talk about. Okay, sure. Uh, another sign this guy really means it is he does the the trash monster. He does the yeah. trash monster. He does some <laughs> he does some awesome like mashups. Uh, particularly for this podcast, he has a wampa picking up yak face. <laughs> Which which is really great because that's obviously happened in, in tons of collections, you know. You get, yes. You have the two toys, so why wouldn't he fight them? Yeah, why not? And, yeah. of course, you know, we have the Wampa Wampa and the Yak to My Face. Yep. And yeah. they, they uh, even have the greatest character of the whole trilogy, Steve, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know. Where are you going to go with this? <laughs> the, the B-Wing pilot. <laughs> I don't recall seeing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the B-Wing pilot, and it says, I'm linked to... Or it's like we are, and then it's linked together as on the A-wing pilot, and they they, they I mean, kind of wait. go together. I must have missed that picture. I was it, does he? I'm looking at the big picture. It has all of them? Is it in there? I'm missing uh, it. Well, you know, you actually this is actually a good a good thing for everyone who's, who goes there. You have to click on the two, three, four. There's actually four pages of. Oh, that's what I missed. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I think he's on the on the third page or something. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Got it. But yeah, that's that's where some of the, the better ones are. Okay. But yeah, it's just great. And like you said, the, the, the bootylicious Leia Hoth uh, really <laughs> is great. It's just further proof to, to my previous statement that Leia Hoth is indeed the best uh, iteration of Leia, where she is, in fact, at her, at her most loveliest. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and what that leads us to is the next news story, Steve. And why yes. are we talking about Leia Hoth right now? Well, the reason that would be is uh, the Pennsylvania Star Wars Collecting Society is uh, has got the their Pest new. Wick. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was having. I wasn't even going to try to do the, the Cavs Whack pronunciation with that. <laughs> I just. I'd probably spit all over the microphone. But um, yeah, they have their uh, charity medallion out for. I think they do it once a year, and yep. it's a kind of support the troops thing. And this year, they have a medallion of Hoth Leia, and it's. I think they sell them for ten dollars about a piece. Yeah, and um, it goes shipping. to a good cause, plus shipping. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool thing. I know, I think, did they do a Chewbacca one last year? Indeed they did, the Canine Corps, okay. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, this year it's, uh, it's yeah, going to a, uh, a charity for uh, servicemen. So, yeah, if, if you uh, like Leia Hoth and you want to support uh, the troops, it's a, it's a really good little thing you can pick up. And I think they're only limited to a, a thousand pieces, so I'm sure they go pretty quick. Yeah, and there's, uh, you know, we, we do have some listeners overseas, um, so, you know, who are actually in the military, so, you know, that's cool too. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so if, if you want to get one of those, you could just go to pswcs.com and you'll, you'll see the information there. <laughs> and uh, as always, tell them Wampa sent you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. I, I, also, it's not too much Celebration Six news going on. Uh, not yet. No. I, I still don't have a room, but uh, <laughs> I, at some point, I'm going to worry about that. Not not yet. Uh, I not have, yet. Uh, I have noticed that on their site, they use you know. So it's the uh, it's 
basically they're going to be celebrating Return of the Jedi, right? In theory, because it's Celebration Six, Episode Six. A year um, early, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi uses the Times New Roman font, which is pretty right. well known. That's the standard on Microsoft Word. Um, but they actually choose the font of Vintage Kenner, which is Century New Gothic. So mm. uh, just a, a little thing out there. There's at least one listener who's a font nerd who's like, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but also I found something pretty cool. Uh, there's a little write-up on uh, what does Celebration think of bootlegs? Did you happen to read that? Oh, really? That? Yeah. No, yeah. no, I, I didn't catch that. I'll read that for you. All right. Star Wars Celebration is produced under the authorization of Lucasfilm Limited, and the buying and selling of counterfeit, knockoff, unlicensed materials will not be tolerated. Star Wars <laughs> Celebration showcases the best of Star Wars, and bootlegs have no place in the show. Violation of this rule will result in one warning. A second violation will result in expulsion. <laughs> oh, man. So, wait. So, this was on their official... Official site? On the official site, yeah. That? Oh, man. No. We got to get that, like, in big print and, like, <laughs> framed for Joe. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Have it as, like, a T-shirt or maybe, like, uh, you know, <laughs> bring, bring it to the room sales and put it next to uh, to any of the, the bootleg heads. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah that's pretty awesome. Um, and then also, I think it's safe to say, Steve, that uh, – as you know, I, I love to exaggerate our effect on, on the hobby. Um, I think because <laughs> we were doing Vader, it's just been the crazy limelight Vader month. Yeah, it's, it's funny how that keeps keeps happening. Seems like it, huh? <laughs> I mean, okay, there's tons of really great Vader collectors, but I mean, let's just take one like Darth Thaddeus. Um, yeah, he's you know out of out of Australia, right? Right. And, and I mean, he has an amazing collection, but in particular, he has this great collection of Australian stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize, Steve, did you realize that they actually changed from, uh, the, the empirical measurement, you know, like foots and inch foot feet and inches, uh-huh. uh, to the metric system on 12 backs. No, so, no, so I he, never noticed that. Yeah. So he has the Vader where it has inches and then he has the Vader where it has, you know, millimeters and all that. Oh, wow. Well, that's weird. Yeah. And that, that's just a small sample of the kind of thing you can see, uh, in, in, in all these crazy limelights. Um, there's also the, what I think is perhaps the best named, uh, Darth Vader collection, the Darthanon, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, by Darth Tad and, right, um, right. and that's great cause you know, he has a lot of other kind of modern stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but his Vader collection is very impressive. What I really liked was he had a, a drawing that his son did of Darth Vader and that's, yes, what, that was the one that was on the door, right? Yeah. That, that's what's yeah. on the door. And it's, <laughs> it's touches like that that really bring it together. You know, that yeah. really, that no matter what, I mean, he could have just had, you know, a loose capeless Vader and, and it would have made the Darth Anon as good as anything. But. Yep. <laughs> no, but that, that really is classic. Any, any child art is just, uh, it's priceless. Yeah, yeah, it is because you know, as you know, I'm just dealing with just Pokemon art and Pokemon art and Pokemon <laughs> art. So. Keep it though, keep it. You, you, oh, it'll yeah. it'll come back for you. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I, I love it. I love uh, Pikachu and Electivire and all those guys. <laughs> uh, I can tell you stories, man. Uh, but as as far as like a, a crazy uh, focus collector person, I love the the big the big shows, the big collections. But what really got me. Uh, it was oh, right man. at the end of June was, was yes. uh, Sisyphron's uh, 
Again, Marcus, yeah. How do you, is it, did we ever decide, is it sissy or sissé or? You know, I always like thought it was like size from, but right. I have no idea. I, I, that may be something like, cause I used to actually watch that cartoon that may be creeping into my brain, but I right. could be totally off. Steve, I don't know. we're so terrible. Cause the last time we talked about something that he limelit, we had the same discussion. We did. We Someone did answered same. us and we did the exact same thing and we're doing it again. Oh, oh man. Oh, this I, is bad. As my wife always <laughs> says, I didn't get a PhD in common sense. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, what, what, what he displays here are uh, three different Spanish Darth Vader figures. Exceedingly so, rare. Exceedingly rare. I mean, yeah. for, for focus collectors, I've never seen a, a Chewbacca uh, poke, poche. We had the same discussion then, too. Same right? thing with that, too. <laughs> let me, let I me, think Mike, Mike calls it post, doesn't he? Right. He might, but you speak Spanish better than I do. Let's pretend we're speaking Spanish. Voy a uh, uh, tomar mi poche, right? I, you know, I, I don't Voy know. Voy a comprar una pochas, right? <laughs> Unas pochas? Yeah, I think that, yeah, pochas, that makes sense. Okay, so we'll go with poche. Yeah. Um, I really hope we have Spanish uh, listeners here. Um, <laughs> so, so, anyways, so... So just finding one, because what makes them really special to me is the fact they they translated Imperio Contra Ataca. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they have, uh, they often have a, a poche um, little logo. And so he has three, Empire Strikes Back, Vader, Poche, which is right. just, I mean, talk about shooting the moon. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how you do it. I just don't. No, I, I, it's, I, it's. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's he's in Germany. I guess he's he's got the he's in Europe at least. <laughs> but uh, seriously, sure though, I, I I I really and then the thing is too, they're in they look like they're in like pristine condition for the most part. I mean, they look gorgeous. Yeah, yeah it's it's amazing. So we'll we'll have a link and hopefully I'll figure out how to download pictures from Rebel Scum uh, to put them up there. But I mean, of course, there's the great. Sideways art, you know that 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 Poche has. I think we talked right about on that. the on the card backs. Yeah. yeah, that was we brought that up with the art too. They have everything yeah. horizontally displayed on the back. Right. And uh, I, I'm sorry, I got to sneak in one more Vader thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> this happened. This was actually at the end of June. Also, we'd already recorded, but uh, Bill, I don't know if you guys talked about this, but his Darth Vader lives premium beer that uh, he. <laughs> He's pretty sure it's vintage, but oh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, we, we we talked about it. My oh, friend. good, yes. good, good. Yes. I'm really, really excited to hear what you guys had to say about that because that just I immediately wanted one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's just great. But well, uh, I'm sure a lot of us. It, it was about a month ago it posted, but uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. Uh, it's just yeah. hilarious. Well, we, we we do talk about it, and uh, the only thing I will tease for you, Steve, is he 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 guesses that they are made somewhere in in uh, Southern California. So. Oh man, that's so, that's so, good. So keep that's your, a good keep sign. your eyes out next uh, frat party you go to. <laughs> uh, I'm too old for those now. I'm not. I'm not 14. I'm not 18. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to be 26 in a few days. I'm kind of freaking really? out a little bit. Wow, yeah. man! Sunrise, yeah. sunset. When, when's your birthday, Steve? 27th. 27th. So, yeah. Wow. Well, don't worry, man. You're still. You're still. You know. <laughs> you'll look back on 2026. <laughs> and you know when you turn twenty seven, I don't really have a good point there. Um, and then uh, I appreciate the thought, though. Yeah, <laughs> now, I remember turning twenty six and be like, "Man, I'm really close to being 30. <laughs> and uh, also, there's and I don't want to. I've been kind of resisting talking about the Meccano because you know, in my with my job, eventually I'm going to be going to France and doing a kind of uh, 
big thing like I did for the the Japanese stuff. Oh, but there okay. has been a lot of great Meccano uh, limelights, and I That's personally think it's because of the reading of 17th century French philosophers on the Kaifcast. <laughs> See, I'm, here we go again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm just saying that has to be the reason why. Oh man. <laughs> No, that's uh, that. That's not the reason why, but I do think it's uh, it's something that we oh, will get to. I, I imagine because, frankly, I'm still trying to process it because Makana stuff is just so rare and so awesome. Yeah, no, there has been some good ones. Yeah. <clears throat> also in the news, Steve, uh, we have something from uh, one of our listeners, Sean K. Uh, yep. He, uh, I don't, I don't. Does he run PowerOfTheToys.com or? Is he yeah, I, th- um, I think that's his. I think it's his website that, that he he runs. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's PowerOfTheToys.com, and uh, it's it's another great vintage website. And uh, in particular, he has just recently really unearthed, uh, or just done a lot of good research and discovered something and put things very clearly. And uh, I really think it it, it deserves credit. Um, now he, let's see, when did he uh, post this? Just recently, It was right? just recently. I think he's been working on it for a while, but it just, it, I think it was in response to a another kind of question about mailers that he decided that it was, it actually was a perfect way to, to kind of bring it up because this is all about uh, a mailer that was pretty mysterious for, for a while until right. now. So so what he, he specialized in or what he found out about, he, he's also a Luke Jedi collector, um, and mailers, and it's the Young Jedi Knight promotion. So uh, I'm going to basically just plagiarize from his write-up because it's a good write-up. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's a space freak, so he won't mind. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, according to, to his site, um, so in, in 84, the interest – I'll just read it. By 1984, interest in Kenner Star Wars toy lines began to wane. Many of the children who grew up with the movies were getting into their teenage years, so they were no longer playing with toys. In an attempt to get new generation of kids interested in Star Wars, Kenner devised a plan by giving out free toys. And so that was what this was, this Young Jedi Knight promotion. And right. I, I, I've never really uh, – I maybe have seen it out the corner of my eye, but I've never really paid much attention to it. And it's a lot more interesting than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so what, what Sean explains is um, – how the first uh, the, the first kits that were sent out was often Chewbacca, which is pretty cool. I may want to put that on my want list at some point. Yeah, I think a, so. <laughs> to get a, a, a young Jedi Knight. Um, and one thing I had seen is it includes a letter from Luke Skywalker. Yes, is uh, <laughs> that is great. I wish I could read that. I, I don't. Maybe it's it's probably posted somewhere. Um, Um, But what's interesting is in this package, this Young Jedi Knight uh, mailer, uh, they give you a chance to get a second figure. Right. And you put a sticker of what figure you want, a prepaid envelope, uh, and eventually you get the figure. And I didn't know this, but apparently no one ever got the second figure, or at least that was the theory. Um, until in, now, yeah. Until now, or until at least 2008 when he found an right. eBay auction which uh, appeared to have some Young Jedi Knight paperwork. Um, yeah. And he won the auction, and you should read the story on his site, powerofthetoys.com, um, and talks about getting the, the a card back. And interestingly, the uh, – so they just, basically they just sent you a card in an envelope, uh, much right. like a bad <laughs> seller on eBay, but you couldn't get them paid back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but what's cool is that they, they black out the UPC. 
Um, right. Just so you can't sure. send it in yeah, for another one. Right. Because I guess they figure if you've gone that far, if you've made it to the second round of free toys, you could just be out there just trying to get free toys. <laughs> yeah. you, create, you create some kind of loop where you just get unending free Star Wars toys. <laughs> Um, but there had been no real proof of a of, of a carded example or a, a complete a complete set. Um, and the last question was, how were they mailed? And he finally got an answer in June last June. He saw uh, an eBay auction with a picture that shows the Young Jedi Knight kit, and there you see uh, a, a bagged three uh, PO next to a R two D two and a, uh, a carded R two D two and a note and. That's just great that you have this kind of uh, they you know we finally have the answer as to what these things were. Yeah, um, it's uh, if you have a chance, you got to read the the letter from from uh, Kenner. Also, it's it's just it just uh, I can't see a, a toy company writing that today. Oh yeah, for some I, reason. I, I'll read it, Steve, in my, my okay. famous recreation voice. Dear okay. Star Wars consumer, thank you for your interest in Star Wars registered trademark action figures. Enclosed is the second free toy your child requested. We have also enclosed a mini catalog of all our Star Wars action figures and accessories. As you can see, there's virtually no limit to how far your child's imagination can go or how much fun he can have. We, to help expand his collection, we have enclosed a rebate coupon that will save you money when you buy additional Star Wars action figures. Simply send the coupon with two proof of purchases from any Star Wars action figures and we'll rebate directly to you. Again, thank you for responding to our offer. May the Force be with your entire family. Sincerely, Kenner Products. So, uh, there are lots of things I love about that writing. First of all, addressing it to Star Wars consumer. Yes. <laughs> very good. very, very yeah. quick and to the point. It's not like yeah. dear mother or father or yeah. dear, dear parent of Jedi Knight. It's dear Star Wars consumer. Uh, I also like that it's a typewritten letter and they had to put yeah. the, the registered trademark. They had to draw it in. Yeah. Um, I also love that there's virtually no end limit to how far your child's imagination can go yeah. or how much fun you can have. You can also add or how many toys you should buy. Yep. Um, <laughs> And then just to have it signed Kenner Products, and it made yeah. me realize there had to be at least one parent who thought that was the guy's name. <laughs> like, you know, this, yeah. this Mr. Products is some nice fella. <laughs> so, yeah. Hi, I'm uh. Kenner Products. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, uh, that, that's a really cool discovery. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it's an unloved vintage item because I think people do have a lot of fond memories of those. But I certainly didn't know much about them. No, I didn't yeah. either. It's uh, it was great to to read up on it. I I just yeah, it's a treat. Yeah, and again, I feel like that's what's great about this hobby. You can go from knowing nothing to feeling like you basically know everything in <laughs> uh, in in one quick read. So so thanks, Sean, for that. And check it out at uh, powerofthetoys dot com. And uh, as the only last thing I wanted to, to touch on before we get to the. Uh, the, the interview with Bill. Okay. Um, I, I just want to say that I found a a, uh, a commercial on, on YouTube for Burger Chef because we happened to talk about oh. last month Burger Chef. And uh, I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm going to hopefully figure out a way to rip the audio um, and play it. Uh, but I think uh, I'll, I'll put it up to the, uh, the speaker here so you can at least hear it, Steve, and we can All talk right. about it. Okay. Burger Chef introduces... Star Wars fun meals for your kids. A hamburger, french fries, and Coca-Cola. Imagine how much fun your kids will have. Uh, 
Star Wars Fun Meals. Collect all seven. Only at Burger Chef. So were you able to hear that, Steve? Yeah, man, that yeah. was great. <laughs> yeah, it's, re- it's really cool because the, the ad consists of, like, just kids playing with the toys and just kind of droning the song. Da, 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 yeah. da, including this one curly-haired blonde kid who I think must be related to the greatest American hero. Oh, but, man. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, a little follow-up. And again, I think we, for our listener party, we're going to have to build all seven Burger Chef toys. Uh, I mean, that's definitely a plan. <laughs> Uh, yeah. definitely that, that's uh, that's classic yeah well cool well, did, should we uh, think we should drop in the interview or should we do the uh, market watch first but what, what do you feel um I'm down for the interview alright well uh, then we'll uh, well you're not going to hear it Steve until I edit it no. at all <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll hear the interview with the uh, as I call him the, the, the dark lord of the dark lord um, alright so here it is Yaggity, yak, yaggity, yak, please. Yak, yak, yak to my face. Yaggity, yak. Don't know that. All right, well, I'm here with uh, Bill McBride. How's it going, Bill? Oh, going great. How are you? Uh, doing great. You know, when we uh, we knew we were going to do Vader, and uh, you, you were the first person I thought of. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Bill, you're the, I guess, the webmaster, right, of uh, SithToys.com? Uh, yes, I am. It also, it, uh, it primarily features items from my personal collection. Right. Uh, I've had that on the web for, uh, I think we're going on six, seven years now. Six, seven years. Now, he's pretty much the, the Dark Lord of the Dark Lord of the Sith. What we try and do on the Kivecast is we try and understand what, what motivates collectors and what motivates focus collectors. And okay. uh, so, I mean, you're... How long have you been you've been collecting Vader? It's been a long time for you, right? Yeah, um, I probably was one of the first guys, uh, pretty much uh, mainstream like hardcore collectors that uh, that focused on one particular character, and that's that's been well over twenty years now. Wow! So yeah, it's been been, been quite a while. So that's I think that's another testament to the diversity of items that's that's really out there. Right. Uh, you know, 20, 20 plus years, and I'm still going. There's not a month that goes by that I don't find a new item. <laughs> right. Well, because you collect modern too, right? You just kind of pretty much I in, do. Any, anything and everything. So, but um, not really everything. Uh, I, I my steadfast rule is if I see something that, that, that I personally think is is interesting or you know it's a cool item, uh, you know, I'll definitely buy it. But you know, there's there's some some modern items that I just don't really care for, so I won't I won't buy those. So so, what was it uh, 20 years ago? I guess back in in '91 uh, that that drew you to collect Vader over anything else, and, and what what made you collect one character in specific? Well, I think ever since I was a child, uh, when Star Wars came out, you know, everybody seemed to to love the more popular characters, and something about the, the Vader character, the Vader presence, his image, everything about him, something really resonated with me. Right. Um, you, it's just that intangible, like the intangible backstory is like, hey, who is this guy? What, what's going on? And I think, I think that was the genius behind Lucas and the way he developed the character was that, you know, here's this menacing, uh, you know, just really over-the-top character but it just was so, he was so deep, he was such a rich character, 
that I just, even as a child, it was, you know, I had the Vader posters, uh, <laughs> Vader toys. I just, it just, it wasn't that I focused. It was just that I, I just, there was no motivation to really look at the other characters. Um, I think as an adult, when you start, you know, when you want to start collecting something, um, you know, certainly adult, adult factors come into play uh, as far as budgetary concerns, uh, time involved, things like that. And, you know, it was, it, I kind of fell back to my childhood. It's when I started looking at the items that were available, I just, the interest wasn't there. Right. It was, hey, if it's Vader, man, that's cool. That's what I want. But, I mean, your, your site has really been uh, a large influence, uh, I think, on a lot of people who, who have uh, character collector websites. Uh, at the time, I wanted, I wanted to share items, um, you know, from my collection. And, you know, at the time, it was, it was very much becoming in vogue for other people to, to begin character collections. Right. So I wanted to be more of a helpful site for them. Um, and you know, it's just, it's a, it's kind of a hobby. Um, right. and it's, it's, also, it's a good warning too for, for character collectors <laughs> to be like, this is what you can wind up with if you, if you're at it for 20 years. I, th- I think it's more educational and it's certainly enlightening to, to really show people. It's like, oh wow, I don't have to be locked into, I, I need a original Darth Vader on the original card he came out in. It's like, no, I, I could collect Darth Vader t-shirts. I could collect right. Darth Vader roller skates. I mean, any, any there's any possibility, and I, I think I think highlighting that diversity of the characters, uh, probably you know, probably the most important uh, idea that you know I'd like to convey to people that, that go to the site. Your most recent features, I mean, they're really good, and I really suggest everyone goes to SithToys.com. Um, in particular, what I really like was the spirit of your discovery about the the 12 inch Darth Vader uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, is there any way you'd want to maybe tease that for people to go in and read the article, or do you think they should just go uh, go read it? What, what was the – if you could summarize that in a sentence, what, what did you discover about 12-inch Empire Strikes Back Vaders? Specifically that it was uh, a actual retail item. Nice. Uh, it was produced, manufactured, and released for retail distribution and – it, however, it's a Australia-only item, and that would have fallen, fallen under the Australian licensee Toll Toys. Right. And that just that wasn't known. You know, that wasn't known before you you posted this, and uh, and I just it's it's really great to have these things come out every year. And then, in addition to your uh, uh, your presentation of the the DT lightsabers, I really like because not only do you, do you think- show all the double telescoping, we also have a little bit of the the history of it in there. You have the the toy shop clipping of the original uh, auction. Now, did, did you win that auction back when it, when it was on? No, actually, um, specifically the, the item, uh, the one I think you're looking at is a, uh, a prototype. Okay. Uh, it's one, of, it's one of the earliest, uh, prototype examples that, uh, that was actually still known. Right. So I'll just uh, explain this for, for the audience. So it's a clipping uh, from a 1991, I think, right. Or, Ninety-three. Anyways, it's a really old uh, toy store, um, toy shop magazine cutout, and it shows the results of Star Wars auctions. And you have a, uh, 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 I guess their prototype double telescoping Vader and Kenobi. And it says in this little article that they sold for a combined five thousand five hundred and sixty dollars. So, um, just just so everyone knows. And so, so you, you didn't win the original auction. No, I didn't. Uh, at the time, um, 
it was definitely definitely one of the heaviest uh, auctions that had had come up in toy shop. And of course, this is this is pre-internet. Uh, a lot of the internet as we know it, uh, you know, pre-eBay things like that. Um, it had gone on uh, toy shop, and it was basically the first time anybody had seen such early really significant examples of these types of prototypes and uh you know unfortunately my my bid just wasn't quite quite in there at the time um now ironically i ended up paying the price because that was also the item um i think my total time invested to track that down and to finally add that to my collection is uh i think about 15 years wow in hindsight i think i should have (laughs) I should have uh, gone up on my bidding a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe you should know, have so- sold the work. kidney then instead of wait for the business to build. But I don't know, in some ways that's great that you can, you can see this little tiny cutout on this old newspaper and 15, later, 15 years later, there it is in your collection. There, there's something poetic to that. It's definitely, um, it, it's one of those things that it's, I like to show from a personal level of, you know, hey, th- this was pretty much my, my only chance to ever purchased this like holy grail item for my collection and uh you know from there went uh to one or two private collectors and you know really keeping tabs on it and uh yeah it's uh it it also helps you know establish the provenance of the figure it shows this is where it came from this was the story it originally sold for here and you know keeping a paper trail especially now is uh is paramount Right. You know, when it comes to really significant pieces in anyone's collection. And on the front page, too, I see this uh, the Complete Vader book. Now, I know there's some, some stories about this. So this was uh, – you were in the book, correct, as being like the expert on Vader collectibles? Um, I was one of the, the uh, contributors nice. uh, for the, mostly for the toy section. Um, the book itself, I, th- I think, is, uh, is phenomenal because what – they did was they really tried to cover the character from all angles from basically from concept to you know the actual character to the films to the toys and everything else and basically they had experts from various fields um uh, another another collector shane uh he does tattoos specifically and he's written uh, written a great book on uh, Star Wars tattoos right so he was a consultant and you know the book features Star Vader tattoos well that 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 really is great I think it's it shows a lot of foresight on their part to really to get you know I mean Sansweet's wonderful and everything but I imagine he doesn't know as much about about Vader collectibles as you do and so it's nice they're able to to branch out and to to get the specialists and to get the the real vintage uh, focus collectors involved in, in these projects. Is that book now available? I remember there was some kind of weird printing problem or something. I remember I was all excited to get it, and then I was told I could never get it, and so I just I haven't I haven't paid attention. Is, is that available now? Uh, I believe it's going to be released. Uh, I, the last I heard was scheduled for a 2012 general release. I, I can't wait to see it. it. It was such a tease when, uh, sorry, it, we printed the paper wrong, whatever it was. You're not going to see it for three years. I was... Uh... Well, actually, what's pretty exciting, Bill, is we have our first question for an interviewee. Uh, but okay. one, of, one of our listeners uh, was quite smart, and he said, you know what, I'm going to ask a Vader question beforehand in the hopes that you interview a, uh, a Vader expert. So it's, it's Alex, okay. Alex Van Zelst, who I imagine you know from the forums. And uh-huh. uh, he, has, he has kind of a, a basic question. And uh, he says, how rare is a 12-back Clipper Vader MOC, the one with the Clipper logo on the front, compared to other Vader MOCs? 
I only found one card back, and I know of one MOC. There must have been more, more out there. It seems as though even Bill McBride does not have one in his collection. Or does he? <laughs> um, well, in, in my time, yes, I, I have been able to find a, uh, a carded example. Okay. Um, in general terms, the, the clipper, uh, which is Dutch, uh, is usually are exceptionally difficult to find, uh, you know, even card backs. Uh, there's just, for some reason, there's, uh, you know, some, some varieties that we see from various countries that you just just don't they had very low production numbers um and they're just like it's like like your uh listener had asked um even finding a card back is, is an accomplishment that's good to know but you did wind up finding one that's good yeah. so uh, <laughs> i was when he said that you didn't have one i'm like i bet he probably does but uh yeah there's that's another downfall of the site i just uh I, I tend to uh, I tend to accumulate items faster than I, than I could actually post or update on the site. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll hopefully we'll have a, a big update soon, and uh, I'll be able to share that with everybody. Yeah, and maybe we should coordinate that, Bill, because I've been saying the hopefully I'll have a big update soon for like three years. <laughs> like all yeah. I got to do is photograph it, put it into the website, make it live, and then write all the write ups, and it'll be easy. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a little bit more challenging, uh, you know, especially when you're when you're doing it. Uh, you have to cover all the bases on your own. And also, I was very thankful because you know we're doing the the Vader this month, and you happened to post something that was going to make it into our news story. But I might as well talk to you about it now. Something I did not know <laughs> existed. I think you know where I'm going here. The Darth Vader lives premium beer. So uh, ah. it's uh, you just posted this maybe at the at the end of June. And uh, I'd never heard of it before. So, so tell us a little bit about Darth Vader Lives Premium Beer. Uh, the Darth Vader, uh, the premium beer, is actually a vintage-produced uh, piece. Uh, I believe it's obviously it's, uh, it wasn't licensed. And my theory is it was produced right around the time of the, the, uh, the Bicentennial or, you know, for the July, July 4th period because uh, from what information I've gathered – is there were a uh, red, white, and blue label produced? Oh man! <laughs> and that so that would sort of fit the period, right? Um, and basically, all it is is uh, it's just a generic, uh, you know, vintage style pull top, uh, you know, regular beer can that has uh, you know this custom label put on the front, and it's just it's one of those kind of oddball items um, you find, and it's just it, I just thought it was cool. Uh, like I said, it just it definitely passed the cool test for the collection. Yeah. Um, and that was the first one that I had ever seen. Uh, so I was uh, I was definitely happy to add that to the to the collection. And one of those definitely oddball uh, kind of oddball pieces, but it ends up being really cool. Now, what, what what I was interested in is you know it says Darth Vader lives, and there were of course a lot of the the bootleg buttons mm-hmm. that said Darth Vader lives. So does that help place it in a specific time? I mean, do you think? I mean, because it looks like it's almost the same image as the Darth Vader lives buttons, right? It's uh, it's very similar. Uh, it's definitely uh, non-licensed artwork. Uh, from what I've looked at, it's it's I've seen it on something else, and it's just a matter of tracking down, you know, exactly what uh, what that was used for. Um, but yeah, you're you're correct. After the after after Star Wars uh, New Hope came out, that was the immediate rush. It was just this 
massive marketing, massive production, massive flood of products hitting the market. Well, somebody that designed the original Darth Vader lives. (laughs) You know, we we saw buttons, we saw T-shirts, you know, you name it. Um, So this, I think, would have would have actually followed that because uh, the name was corrected, right? Um, you know, from the A, and uh, but still, so I think it was. I think it was past that period, but it was definitely before the rumors started floating around. Um, you know, hey, there's going to be a Star Wars too, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's. It, you could probably firmly place it in, uh, you know, probably late late 1977. Okay, well, it's actually, uh, I've been reading uh, to my kids. I always read them the, the Wookiee storybook. And okay. uh, it's, it's interesting because in there they make direct reference to the Bicentennial Celebration. Uh, they, they talk about how it's going to be Chewbacca's 200th birthday, and it's in, in another planet far away, they have tall ships and fireworks. And yeah. uh, it really bothers me, of course, that they have some reference to Earth. But uh, I was wondering if there could be some kind of side focus of July 4th Star Wars items uh, as far as I know, these would be the only two things in them. But uh, yeah, it does almost look like he has uh, fireworks in his eyes, even uh, like he's he's looking at fireworks and looking at the artwork. But, yeah, I, th- I think if uh, I, I think if I could confirm um, the information I have is pretty solid as far as a uh, a red variant, a red label. Right. Uh, it would have been identical, just you know, identical graphics. So it just would have been a, a red background, and you know, if we could find uh, find the blue. And I, I think that would really that would that would really place it fairly fairly strongly within that period. And, and any concept uh, of of the region? Any idea where it would be from? Um, I, I think with a lot of those items, these probably you could probably place fairly squarely in Southern California. Okay. Um, a lot of the a lot of these types of items, the bulk of them when they come out, they always seem like they have a uh, like a Los Angeles, uh, San Diego, some somewhere in that area. Uh, and that's that's where I'm pretty sure this could be, this came from. All right, well, yeah, kicking back on the beach, watching the fireworks, drinking Darth Vader lives. That's uh, yeah. so, sounds like yeah, a good life. Ab- absolutely, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. <laughs> All right, Bill, well, are you ready for the the uh, so be it lightning round? Okay. So be it. Go ahead. All right, great. Uh, first question. What is your best collecting moment? You've got 20 years to work with, so I imagine there's uh, a lot to choose from. But if you had to pick one right. moment. The best collecting moment was, without a doubt, was adding the, uh, the first shot uh, prototype Darth Vader with the mushroom tip uh, prototype double telescoping saber. Oh, uh, uh, one of a kind. It took me 15 years to track down, and that was definitely one of my holy grail pieces. Oh, that's great. And how long ago was that? Uh, that was, I think we're looking at about maybe three years ago. Okay. Wow. That's, uh, I always love it when there's a really quick answer to that because usually it's, it's hard, but but when you have a quick answer, you know, that's the right answer. Uh, this is the question that, that has stumped people in the past, including Joe Iglesias. If you were a vintage collectible or figure, which one would you be? If, if I were to be a vintage collectible or, uh. Yeah, it, it's kind of a philosophical question. It, it takes a little while. If you need to think about it a little bit, we can come back to it later. But yeah, actually, I, I might have to give that some thought too. Okay, yeah, it's it's a very philosophical. And the best answer we ever got was uh, 
uh, was from um, someone who said that he would be like the rebel transport because he feels empty on the inside. <laughs> it was uh, very, very existential. All right, what, all right uh, and then this is a, a focus collector specific question. What is your favorite Vader moment from the, tr- the original trilogy? Uh, the first, well, you know what? I have to say there's, there's two. Um, the first is obviously at the beginning of uh, New Hope when, you know, Vader, the very, the very first shot you ever see of Vader. Bam, 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 with the music. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it was, I think really that's what burned the character into my mind was, you know, here's this, this space battle going on, white corridor of the ship white stormtroopers, everybody laying around, all of a sudden this massive, menacing, just jet black character bursts on the scene, and that that was just huge. And, of course, one of the all-time classics of any uh, anybody's list would, you know, be in Empire Strikes Back and Bespin, where he tells Luke that, you know, Luke, I'm your father. Right. That, uh, those, those, two, those two would have been... Uh, I think those are my those are my favorite too. Yeah, I, I have to say I do love the the introduction, just especially with that sound cue. Sometimes I'll I'll like walk into a room and I'll wish that I had the John Williams cue. Bam ba ba right as I walk in. <laughs> so this this next question may be difficult because you're uh, you're someone who has had much success in tracking down things. But what's uh, what's the number one item that you're looking for right now? What's your uh, your holy grail that you're still searching for? Oh wow, the uh, the Holy Grail, and I'm still searching for it. Now that one, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on that one. Uh, you can't even say what uh, it is. No, I uh, that's uh, that's part of my collecting style. I keep those things pretty close to my chest. Uh, wow, pretty. Uh, it's it's definitely highly competitive. Uh, you know, especially character to collect, and. Uh, you know, it's, uh, don't, I don't want to create any more competition for myself, especially trying to track this thing down. But uh, I do have one, but uh, I'll, I'll have to plead the fifth on that one. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe if you get it, you could you could drop us a line, and we'll uh, we'll have some sense of completion. But uh, we uh, <laughs> we respect your candor on that. I mean, I know it must be really hard trying to track down the, the Bendems without the card. So I, I assume that's what you're looking for. That's the uh, the, the most valuable Vader uh, out there. Um, and then uh, the next question is another kind of not quite philosophical question, but if your house were burning and you could only grab one single item, what would it? Be? I can only grab one single item. On it. Let's see, from my collection. Um, yeah, yeah, pets you know, and family don't count. <laughs> pets and family don't count. Yeah, I. Uh, again, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I I think I would have to fall back to. Uh, I think I'd have to fall back to that uh, the prototype Vader with the uh, the mushroom jet right. uh, double telescoping prototype. It's it's just it's just I think it's one of the most historically significant pieces. Um, it it's not only it's because of it, of what it is, but it was also because it was used in uh, all all the early catalogs, uh, counter photography, things like that. So it's. The notoriety, the history behind it, things like that, that would that would just be a you know, it's irreplaceable loss. So yeah, that would that would be the one. Okay. All right, so we'll we'll, we'll double back to the if you are a vintage collectible. So I mean you can say Vader if you want, if that's the easiest question. If that's the easiest it, answer. And you know what? Actually when you said that, the very those 
what really went through my mind. I was trying to think, what Vader, what Vader character collectible, or what Vader would I be? And uh, you know what? I, I think if I could be anything, I'd be uh, I would be one of the infamous Darth Vader figure cases. Oh, Just for cool! For some reason that I'd have a lot of people around to keep me company. A lot of, I'd have a big family. <laughs> Because I think the run, the running joke is with those things that it was a, it was a law in some areas that every kid had to own one of those things. It's true, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like this never-ending imply of Darth Vader character, you know, collectors' cases. But you know, it's like the flip side of that. It's so ironic because people know exactly what it is. Right. I mean, they know nothing about Star Wars, but if you show them one of those, like, oh, it's Darth Vader. Right. So. <laughs> I think between that, the, the notoriety and uh, the opportunity to at least have a big, uh, big collecting family to to bring myself along with, I think that would be the one. Well, great. Well, thanks a lot, Bill. Thank you for uh, for coming on okay. and uh, spreading the knowledge. And we'll uh, we'll we'll look forward to hearing for when you get your your Holy Grail. Hopefully, in the next twenty years. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, fifteen twenty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Bill. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sky. All right, Steve. Well, uh, that that was the interview. I I hope you will enjoy it. I'm sure I will. <laughs> as much as our audience just has. Thanks again to Bill for for <laughs> piping up, and sorry to Louise, JJ, and Tad, and everyone else who collects Vader who, who we didn't get in on this. But uh, after my experiment with mixing them all together, all I can say is get your own podcast because that <laughs> takes too much work. Um, so what would you say? I think uh, it's maybe time for a little nugget. I like it. Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. Alright, Steve, well, I think <clears throat> we should go, because we're talking about the character, let's go to the prototype of the character, which sadly does not exist. As far as we know. I'm talking right. about, Steve, of the mock-up Darth Vader action figure. Um, and this is on the archive, and we'll show a link. And uh, it's there's a whole collection of them, of the first 12 figures. Um, and what they are is they, the, the photographs are all we have, right? So there's these photographs, right. which, according to the archive, uh, were discovered in 2006. Right. Which is not that long ago. No, really, it's not. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how... how- you know, short of a time that was. Right. And what they are is the very first concepts of what a Star Wars toy would look like. And yeah. they're dated May 10th, 1977. So that's, you know, two weeks and a day before the movie even came out. <laughs> and uh, and the Vader's just great. What was it you were saying it reminded you of, Steve? <laughs> I'm sure most, uh, most of you guys have all uh, watched Spaceballs, but he looks exactly like the uh, dark helmet picture or figure that uh, Rick Moranis is playing with, <laughs> <laughs> reenacting his, uh, his glory. But uh, it's just the way the helmet's shaped. It just totally reminds me of that. But... Well, well, what's funny about this is maybe some people don't know this, but a lot of the early figures were based on Fisher-Price. Which right. uh, wasn't even Kenner, but they take Fisher Price Adventure People, and this is, I believe, the hard hat construction worker. Because I used to play yeah. with Adventure People, okay, and, uh, and it looks like the hat is actually supposed to be like it's from the construction guy's hat. Okay, yeah. Um, See, if I was going to guess, I would have guessed he was a firefighter, but I, I didn't know what what, what figures oh, were well, out. You know there, what? But... I think you may be right on that. That seems to make. Did, more did sense. they have? Did they, did they have a firefighter? 
They might have. I did, okay. so I, I can't. Oh, okay. I can't say much about that. But um, what's what's great too is in this write up by uh, Isaac Liu, who's uh, uh, you know a great great contributor to the hobby. Um, he he comments on how Bernie Loomis is quoted. Bernie Loomis, the president of Kenner, he said that he wanted lightsabers to appear magically in his hand. Right. And uh, if you look at this photo, you can see how there's like this little filament that's kind of bending and curving out of Vader's hand. Um, it looks like he's fly fishing, actually. It does, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he – it's like in that robot chicken. Maybe he and Luke are going out fishing finally. Uh, <laughs> Gee, Dad, did you catch one? Um, but yeah, it's it's just great. I think what's amazing is what if this did exist? You know, what, what, Oh, man. What would these go for? Yeah, there's no telling. I mean it's yeah. just – Probably be one of the top top priced Star Wars vintage items out there. I can't imagine it not being. Yeah, but uh, and it's, it's great that the photograph survived. I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's, it's a story I've actually never told. I don't think, but uh, um, the the uh, the Chewbacca was actually based off of a um, uh, was actually based off of a a Bigfoot toy. Right, right, um, right. From Bionic Man. Yeah, that's right. And I won one at an auction for 40 bucks. <laughs> and uh, there's a guy out of England, uh, Nick, Nick McCarty, who's a oh, customizer. Yeah. And he's, right. he's fairly well known for being disreputable, to put it nicely. <laughs> and uh, what I told him was, hey, you know, if I sent you this, you can have it and you can customize it. But can you just give me the pictures and let me put them up on, on the museum? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem, no problem. I send it out to him. I never hear back from him again. Fast oh, forward, I'm sitting in Borders looking at Steve Sansweet's uh, A Thousand Star Wars Collectibles, and there on the <laughs> first page is a picture of of the Chewbacca that he made for my figure and that he never told <laughs> me about. Really? Yeah, I think he sold it to <laughs> Steve Sansweet. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that is one way to find out, man. Yeah, that is one way to find out because I was kind of bummed because, you know, it's like I like having that kind of history. I mean, I'm sure I could yeah, find yeah. another Bigfoot from, from that. But still, I was like – I thought it was really nice of me just to say, you know what? You can have it, but let's see it, you know, and, and instead he sold it. But that's uh, – that, that is the, the perils of dealing with someone who does not have a good reputation. <laughs> so so yeah. when you look in Steve Sansweet's great book, you'll, you'll see that and you can know that that was once uh, a member of, uh, of Wampa's collection. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's our that's our nugget, and I think Steve, we should we should always pair our nugget with our new uh, unloved vintage item of the month. And also, guys, uh, we're not always going to have these based on characters. The first couple ones were based on what you, our listeners, sent into us. So if there's something you think needs to be talked about, some vintage item that is unloved and needs our special treatment, uh, just email us. Uh, <laughs> Uh, kivecast at gmail.com or if you want you can uh, you can you know post on the blog or whatever all the many things you could do you can even call our phone line but uh, I what was that number even again Steve man I oh pocket wampa pocket wampa yeah, thank you yeah, yeah we stopped yeah. talking about it because guys don't call me <laughs> why would they call also, me Steve I, I don't know man I, I have that's... problems in my life my listeners not calling me <laughs> and there's also also Facebook if if there are some that are hip and and cool. Oh yes. Uh which I'm still having a hard time following at all, but uh we're <laughs> we're up to 119 people, so that's good. That's, that's uh, great. So, anyway, side so, note. so let's go to our uh, unloved vintage item of the month. 
So, Steve, what, what, what do you think of that that new sound thing? It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of raw. Should I should I change it, make it better, or what do you think? Uh, I think we're all right for now. I mean, yeah. we'll see how how it goes. <laughs> so, anyways, what, what what it's something you discovered, Steve, and you were even thinking about having this as as the nugget from the archive. <laughs> but I don't know if well, something... in in the, in a group with other things, yes, yeah. but. <laughs> And so this is a Return of the Jedi, and I'm going to say exactly what it is. Okay, now you've probably not seen this. So I'm just going to say these three words together, and I'm going to let you think about what that looks like. Are you ready, audience? Pop up comb. Okay. Glorious. So when um, I heard pop up comb, I like there was literally no image. I thought it was like some kind of weird Dada surrealist word jumble or something. You know, like. <laughs> Motorcycle, Christmas tree. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Like what is a pop-up comb? Well, fortunately on the archive, uh, they have a picture of it. We'll send you the link. Uh, It's from the collection of Duncan Jenkins. No surprise there. No, none at all. (laughs) And uh, it's from the licensee Adam Joseph, who I think made also the the famous um, uh, lenticular... uh, scissors that we talked about oh okay yeah that makes sense there's a lot of that stuff that you just kind of wonder <laughs> yeah and it's just return of the jedi it's the great vader run dmc pose that's what i call it where he's got yep, his, yep. he's got his arms crossed and he's looking at you it seems yep. as though they saved on printing it looks like it's only blue and black yeah um but but what makes it a pop-up comb steve there's a little picture there can you figure that out i it looks like it's got a little pop-up mirror for it, so or maybe. I mean, I'm not exactly sure, but that, that was my guess. But, uh, right, so it's I like mean, a case. It's like a yeah. case, and then you open up this mirror, and then the comb's inside there. Inside, so yeah. So presumably yeah. you could be on the playground making sure your quaff was good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what I like about it, it's, looks, it looks kind of like a coffin. You know, it looks kind of yeah, like, it does. Uh, like at the beginning of Aliens, you know, the I mean, the beginning of Aliens 3 when they discover all the bodies and stuff. Right. Anyways, a different, it does. different franchise, but but definitely I this deserves the podcast bump because yeah. uh, I, I need a pop-up comb. And uh, the, the sad thing about it is that Darth Vader wouldn't have any use for this. I felt, you know, horrible. <laughs> I mean, he's got nothing up there. And yeah. to, have, to have his likeness on a pop-up comb and he can't even use it himself. There's just something fundamentally wrong with that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like who's going to get one next? It's just Lobot, like rubbing it in his face, like, really. Like, hey, here you go. Here's a Lobot comb. I, I know. I was going to say, I, I was hoping to have an, an Empire logo pop-up comb with Lobot <laughs> on there. I, that would be the, the preceding piece, I think. But, uh, oh, Steve, the gauntlet has been thrown for our Photoshop for Space Freaks. <laughs> Can you make an ESB pop-up comb with Lobot? That... I don't know. That, that's going to take uh-huh. some kind of of, uh, of skill. We'll, we'll see if yeah. anyone can do that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, that that joins the ranks. And man, that pop up comb is great. Uh, I'm gonna have to be on the lookout for one. Yeah, and he wears a helmet. Like not only does he not have hair. I mean, yeah, at least yeah. Lobot could like, you know, comb his scalp. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, well, cool. Let's uh, let's get on to our, our next feature, the, uh, the 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 market watch. Steve, once again, you've uh, put something together, so let's hear the drop. One dollar flicks. Market watch.
So, Steve, I don't know how you did it this month because uh, (laughs) there are so many Vader things. Um, Yeah. Now, that that was something before we kind of get into it. You you were giving me some kind of crazy figures about Vader versus other characters. What what, what was that little thing you were throwing out? Yeah, I I was actually hoping we'd open with this. Um, Something that's kind of helped me these days with the Market Watch, I'll kind of just browse the archive for anything that looks kind of fun. I'll just happen to see if there's one for sale. And... uh, so I typed in Darth Vader, just, just out of curiosity. And uh, so Vader on the archive has 4,321 items attached to his name. And uh, I'm like, okay, I've got to narrow this down a little bit. And uh, also kind of got me sidetracked. I'm like, okay, let's, let's see if he's got the most. And I went around, and by far, he has more things like with his face on it than any other Star Wars character that I can find on the archive. And uh, just for comparison's sake, you know, Chewbacca, he's a very respectable 1,068. Wow. And, uh, I mean, that's, you're still, you know, only a quarter of, of Papa Vader, but, I mean, <laughs> you're doing a lot better than, than me. Uh, B-Wing Pilot has a whopping 38 items. 38? That's a <laughs> yeah. lot, Steve. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, I, I was kind of surprised it had 38, but when I look up at, 4,321. I'm like, okay. Well, it's a good and a bad thing. I mean, (laughs) but uh, anyway, um, so I found a few things and a few things that didn't come up for sale, but uh, we'll we'll do a little run through here. Um, As with Vader and with all these other earlier characters, you can find them on, you know, all the card backs pretty much. And uh, just like I figured, there was uh, at least one on every logo out there that sold within the last uh, couple weeks. And I uh, started at the top. There was a uh, 12-back C AFA 75 that sold for 599 bucks. And, wow. uh, yep, it's it's uh, still, I mean, I, I, I'm i still out of whack with, with AFA, AFA prices compared to, to non-graded. But, uh, I mean, it's a gorgeous figure, classic. I mean, it's it's the original, pretty much. And yeah, you, you could argue it's... You know, that that could be a, a, a debate. I mean, we never get the debates off the ground, so we, we've dropped the feature. <laughs> but if we did have debates, what is more iconic, the Luke? Or the Vader, or yeah. Or the Vader. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? I, I have to say Vader. When I think of purely vintage Star Wars right off the bat, um, I think Vader. Uh, so I mean, it's it's really a tough to, to choose, but it seems to be as far as you know, prices on carded figures go, it kind of reflects in that way uh, a lot of the time. Yes, yeah. See, I, I'd, I'd go with Luke just because the image itself is so evocative, yeah. Yeah. And, and really, the original trilogy is about Luke. I don't care what True. what Lucas says. <laughs> for everybody who's watching it, it was about Luke. Maybe for the people who are making it, it was about Vader. But yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, let's see. Okay, so moving on, there was uh, an Empire 41 back, Offerless, which is it's kind of nice seeing an Offerless figure again. Uh, and that one was ungraded, and it sold for 155 So that is getting kind of back more down to earth. Yeah, um, that, that's a pretty sane price for a, what looks to be a pretty pretty good condition. Uh, yeah, it, it's not bad. It's got a little bit of warping in the, the card, it looks like. But, I mean, really, um, for an Empire Vader, that, that seems... Seems about right. And um, I think one could even argue that that Empire Vader is, is almost more iconic than Star Wars Vader, just because of you know Empire was his movie. True, true. That, that's a good point. 
Um, let's see. Okay, so we'll go keep going through the line. I kind of want to go through these pretty quick. Yeah, we got some other good stuff. You, you got a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Trent the Jedi 65A, which was his first, uh, or not, not his first Jedi card back, but one of the first. It has the original photo. That one was an AFA 80. It sold for 165. So, again, you kind of see the, the grading thing having a little bit of a factor on it. And also, right. I think it's a little tougher to find him with his original photo on a Jedi card. So, that's right. another factor. Um, you, you, you ever, I kind of like that the, better, almost. Uh, the second photo, it's got that weird mm-hmm. purple thing going on there. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. I've always found that kind of odd. I don't know where, where that came from. <laughs> is it, is it uh, Mexico's fault? Is it like there was something in the water or something? It, it may be. I, you never know. I mean, uh, and speaking of which, yeah, we found one of those. Um, so that so one was, a, a Mexican. Okay, so so we had for an AFA-80, uh, uh, first photo, Vader. And what yep. I like about that one, I always love it when there's a price sticker covering up the eye. So it just says, Return of the Jed. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got a buddy named Jed, and I always think about that. It's like it's uh, the return of the Jed. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so that was one hundred, one hundred and uh, one hundred sixty-five. But then yep. you have what's called the pointing photo, which is the second photo of, of Vader. Right. And what did that and, sell uh, for, Steve? That one was for one hundred and thirty. Um, and I've I've seen these kind of fluctuate a lot. Um, I think this one's not. It's actually pretty good shape um let's still see. seems yeah. high yeah it's it's high i mean i think when i had one of these uh, i think i sold mine uh, maybe over a year or two ago and i think i sold it for like 90 dollars or maybe 100 dollars um, but mine was in it had a clear bubble still and, and this one looks like it does too but um that, that that seems to be one of those return of the jedi figures that it's still i mean it, it's vader and if it has a clear bubble it kind of brings in a, a premium right. so yeah, even, um, even though there's the weird purple Mexican mist right above the figure. <laughs> right above the figure, yeah. <laughs> That's good. I, I my, my brother-in-law bought one of those for 60 bucks at the Brimfield State Fair. Anyone from Massachusetts oh, nice. knows what that is. And uh, <laughs> he, like, I had to kind of like, be like, yeah, that was a good deal. But at that point, I wasn't positive. But yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. deal. I think, I mean, if they're in good shape like that, that, that that'd be a really good deal. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so moving on, we have a, a tri logo, which it uses the uh, the original photo for this one, and um, that one sold for one hundred and three fifty. Now I'm yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Now this one, I'm a little confused about because someone like tagged it with a red marker. It's a Power of the Force card Invader. Um, now this one sold for one hundred and seventy nine ninety five, um, and again, I this one, I mean, I. I guess i haven't seen too many power of the force vaders out there i and it has a yellow bubble but um goes to show you i think this may be one of the more desirable ones and it just kind of blows my mind that it sold for that much with the red marker all over it but uh there you go yeah so i i don't know um maybe if someone that's more uh in tune with the power of the force figures has any thoughts on that i'd I'd love to to hear more because i'm I'm just not. Uh, I'm not in that game. No, so. as a matter of fact, you you explain this, space freak. One of you guys knows more about Power of the Force. It's got yeah. red marker all over all over world. his face, man. <laughs> and so for 180 yeah. bucks. Mm-hmm. Yep, 180 bucks. It's like 180 um, lira? No, it's 180 dollars. 
No, doesn't say Dave Prowse is Darth Vader. <laughs> no, and I, it does almost look like someone autographed it, but no, it's it's not a David Prowse is. So strange. Yeah, very strange. Um, okay, uh, now we get to some of the more fun stuff. Um, there was a Vader bot bag. Now, I never owned a bot bag as a kid, which is probably explains why I'm, I'm a pretty docile human being. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this one, it's a Vader. And um, I, what I liked about this, it sold for $76. And uh, when the guy was describing it, he said this item is in vintage condition. And it uh, is clearly, <laughs> clearly uh, seen some better days. But uh, <laughs> It's in vintage condition. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to start using that, I think. Yeah, uh, that that, that well, could be a tagline for our show. We're in yeah. vintage condition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, that's it's a uh, it's a fun thing, and I, I'm sure I think other ones I saw sold for quite a bit more. Um, or actually, you know what? No, with this one I didn't find any others that sold, but I, I remember seeing them in the past that that sold for more. But uh, <laughs> it's just a a great little thing. They say, hey, if you really wanted a, a vintage bot bag, you could get one. Seems like just about any time, and if you don't care if it's uh, in vintage condition, you get <laughs> one for seventy six bucks. Vintage condition. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good, good spot, Steve. <laughs> um, okay, what else have we got next here? Um, now, I've never collected these. These are This is a lobby card from 1977, and um, it's just got that classic pose of Vader on the uh, blockade runner, a black-and-white photo, and it uh, seems like something that would be fun for movie, movie memorabilia collectors. This is kind of before there were any toys or anything, so that one was a nice uh, $10 item, oh, so it's, cool. it's not bad. Uh, for people into that kind of stuff. Yeah, again, I think as far as the, the sort of lower-end vintage... Uh, I mean, it's not quite vintage toys, but still, it's no, vintage no. collectibles. And, yeah. I mean, talk about iconic... I was talking, well, as, as you remember from listening to the interview, Steve, uh, we talked a little <laughs> bit about the, the Darth Vader lives buttons, and a lot of... Oh, I yeah. Think, I think this image of Vader, this exact pose of Vader, where he's looking slightly to the left, I think yeah. was was... That was what was used most by uh, by people who were making all that weird bootleg stuff right after the movie I came think out. You're right, and I, yeah. probably they got it from these lobby cards. That's a really fact. good point. I bet fact, you that's Bill, that... if, if you're listening all the way to this after your interview, let's think about that because that, that could be the origin of all of this. Because I mean, these lobby cards. I mean, I remember that's one thing my family still has all over the place. Oh yeah, uh, we have all the lobby cards that, that we used to get because you know my brothers were you know little kids and they're like buy us something and that was, yeah that was what you could buy <laughs> yeah no that's that's cool that's that's you know really interesting possibility actually yeah. um and uh well this this next item it doesn't quite it's kind of like that but flipped i guess <laughs> yeah it's a, a belt buckle from 1977 also it's made of brass and uh these I saw, I saw a few of them sell, and this one actually was from our, our good friend Todd Chamberlain, um, oh, yes. his shop. It sold for twenty four ninety nine. It's a brass a brass belt buckle that <laughs> it's it's a little crude looking, but um, hey, I mean it's it's nineteen seventy seven. They, they were still getting the ball rolling, so right. um, and it's unlicensed, so you, you got to give them a break there. But it, it's it's cool. I think and, and uh, you see there, I'd actually say that's probably from like the factory poster where they uh yeah yeah there's there's a shot of where he's standing and the camera's a little bit below him 
and I think that's yeah. a, a different pose. It was it's, quite often. Yeah, it's chin, chins up a little bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just noticed that the, the Death Star kind of looks like a golf ball or Epcot Center, <laughs> and uh, I don't really know if those are supposed to be X-Wings or what. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell, but right. yeah, <laughs> you could tell uh, they didn't quite have as much to, to work with yet. <laughs> but, you know, this actually uh, this gets me on another tangent. Um, the original Darth Vader photo image, it's one of the rare cases where the image itself is not particularly iconic. Right. I mean, right. it's not a very... If you look at it, it's almost abstract. If you You're talking about the, the card back? Yeah, the card back. Yeah. I mean, beyond yeah. the purple lightsaber. Hey, right. that's why the pointing photo has purple steam <laughs> purple, above... Purple vase, yeah. Oh, it, man. It escaped from the lightsaber, and he's pointing yep. like, hey, what's that purple stuff? And it's flying right next to his head. <laughs> <laughs> Kenner's like Darth Vader means purple um, yes. but, it, but if you look at the card back it's really just just white and you can't really make out his face that well yeah, and it's yeah that's true that you, you compare it with Han Solo or or or, uh, or, or Chewie or almost yeah. anybody they have a yeah. very like the picture that we associate from the right. vintage era and that's it's not true. the case it, of Darth Vader no, and it's actually I'd be a fun conversation just discussing choices for photo art. Uh, that's right. a whole other whole other can of worms. But um, yeah, you're you're totally right. It, it's it's not it doesn't stand out in the same way that those other ones do. It stands out in its own way now. But uh, yeah, right. as a choice, it's interesting. Which which again, that's the when Kenner redid it and they they corrected it and made it red. That really annoyed me. <laughs> that's right. Like, yeah, part of the vintage charm is the purple lightsaber. Yeah, not not the Photoshop correct red no. lights here. No, this when I saw it, I just glanced. I saw the picture. It's a, it's a model kit from MPC and saw 1978, and it's just his. It's like a bust model, so it's just his head and his shoulders. And for some reason, I just thought of like a Japanese, like you're you're chewy almost. It just has that right. weird, not quite right look to it. But uh, it's actually pretty cool. It once you put it together, it lights up, and uh, the eyes. All right, it look like they're like a blue color. But that one sold for forty one dollars. So um, yeah, this for, you, this you really have to see. Uh, have you seen? I've never seen one in person. I've never seen this before, but it's a snap together model. Yeah, and it's pretty yeah. big. I mean, it looks like yeah, it's, it's big. Uh, actually, no, there's no s- comparison. So maybe it's not as big as it looks. Um, they make it look big on the box somehow. Just yeah. <laughs> the image takes up yeah, a good, it's very a good imperial, chunk of it. But again, yeah. the, the the breadth of vintage stuff out here for for Vader, it's just unending. Yeah. Um, now these we've we've talked about these for another character before, but I like these because they were uh, kind of the Empire era. These are Vader placemats from Sigma, and. Um, they were a full set sold for nineteen ninety nine. So you could feed a family of four for for nineteen ninety nine. Oh man! Um, and it's got Vader off on the side here, but it's got uh, it looks like kind of the Leia Hoth slash Bespin look um, yeah. with the stormtroopers. But I, I like the uh, it's just a cool. It just looks vintage to me. I mean, it just if I saw one, I'm like that that couldn't have been produced any time within the last ten to fifteen years. Right, and again if. There's something about a lot of this color art, this this '80s Sigma and all the placemats, and they were, they were just doing something right for Empire. Yeah, because it, it yeah. really doesn't look like Star Wars. It doesn't look like I mean, there really is a uh, like a an aesthetic for each movie, and you can yeah, just pick absolutely. it out. You know, you can just pick yeah. out 
that this mm. is definitely a even just the stormtroopers. If you look at them, you yeah. can tell they're they're this is not a Star Wars stormtrooper. This, this yeah, is these are the Empire stormtroopers. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, and that's another good deal for, and I think actually Todd Chamberlain, that was the toy chamber for, for that also. Yeah. Um, down to our last two and these are, these are both, uh, <laughs> both right, pretty we'll, fun. We'll keep it going, Steve. Cause we, I mean, we All started right. with what the, the $600, uh, $600 <laughs> 12 back. 12 back. Yeah. And yeah. now we're heading into the speakerphone. Tell us about it, Steve. Yeah. Yes. So this is, I kind of, this is a Jedi era item. Now I, I just picture kids talking like Darth Vader through this thing to themselves <laughs> in the other room. Um, it's a speakerphone that sold for, uh, let's see. Actually, you know what? No, this didn't sell. There were a few of them on there, but they were listed at about $40 each. And I'm like, if it still works, you gotta, you gotta get one. Right. <laughs> uh, apparently this one still does work, but, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I just noticed this in the description. Um, he, uh, he says, maybe your father will call you this week and tell you he is your father. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it just, I, I, just looking at it, it doesn't seem like it would work very well, but no. uh, it, it looks like an 80s something yeah. <laughs> gadget. But, I, uh, I think that's something that, that suffers from the fact that people saw it and they immediately thought, that's a collectible. You know? Yeah. Like I can imagine yeah, people buying point. that in 83 being like, you watch, kid. This is this is going to be this, this is going to pay it. for yeah. your college, kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, those speakerphones never work out. No, no, they don't. But uh, cool, cool nonetheless. I, I'm sure Vader collectors. I'm sure there's plenty of these out there that that are in collections. But uh, it's it's just fun, fun anyway. Um, and lastly, this is kind of a, an unlicensed. Uh, Forte again. Um, I, this looks really familiar. I think it may have been part of a presentation uh, from Celebration 5 or something like it, but it's a ceramic green Darth Vader bust statue. And the uh, eyes are hollowed out, and his face isn't quite right. It just looks like a weird alien version of Darth Vader. I, I don't really know well, the, what the, else the, to say. Yeah, but. well, this is like, uh, it's been, it's actually gaining a lot of popularity, I think, with, with bootleg collectors and focus yeah. people, that in, there was this fad in the early 80s of do-it-yourself ceramics. Yeah, And yeah. so a lot of the major characters, like Chewie, I have a couple of Chewies, and mm -hmm. uh, Ron Salvatore collects a lot of these. Yeah, that's right. They, uh, um, speaking of collectors who often mention Chris Jorgulius. <laughs> had to say his name. Um, yep. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna work him into the interview with Bill somehow, but I forgot to. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, collect these, and I've really been paying attention to them. And what's great is that they're all just up to the whim of whoever's doing it. And this definitely, yeah, yeah. it looks almost <laughs> like, uh, like you know how uh, copper turns from orange to green. It almost looks yeah. like it's like the Statue of Liberty or something. You know, like it just, it, it turned <laughs> yeah. this color over time. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I feel like it, it should be like it should have a lamp sticking out of the top of it or something. It, uh, uh, well, most of them have have the yeah. Most of them do, don't they? Yeah. On the inside, or yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that that's a uh, nine ninety nine. So 9 .99. I mean, I'm sure whoever did this back in the day, if they knew that their <laughs> their piece of art sold for nine ninety nine in 2011, they would be mad. Someone someone bought it. This is. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's another fun thing to kind of round it out. But uh, yeah, that was that was long winded. But uh, well, hey, man, it's, it's Vader, so I figured I'd go all out. It's Vader. If you're ever gonna have a time to shine for uh, for market wash, it's got to be Vader. Yeah, I'm gonna start really like 
scraping the bottom of the barrel in a few months here, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting all these big characters out of the way now, and I, I don't know. We'll see. Like Death Squad, Commander. Uh, That's going to be... I'm dreading that one already. He's got uh, 41 back. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a challenge, but yeah. uh, anyway. Awesome. Well, thanks, Steve, and uh, I guess... All right, Steve, let's try something new. Uh, for our talk, our brick through Joe's window, uh, I think that <laughs> we should have you in on this one uh, for no other reason than it took him so long to get the pictures to me because there are so many Vader items that uh, <laughs> he couldn't do it until right now. So let's take advantage of it. Let's have you in on this interview, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down. Everyone pick up a brick and throw it through Joe's window. It's bootleg time on the Kivecast. Hey, Joe, what's up? It's Sky and Steve. Waffle Waffle, Sky and Steve, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Yeah, we've had Excellent. a little bit of technical difficulties. While I called your number, uh, the first time I called it, I called some number in Romania. So, uh, okay. Which is only fitting because of the whole... Oh, well, he would have called Joe. It must have been Joe uh, O then. He's over there. Oh, that's true. Maybe that was the mistake I made. Huh. Or maybe <laughs> it was some weird uh, bootleg contact you have. But uh, it, it's, also, it's also fitting we have more than one person here because uh, the pictures that you sent, Joe, it's hilarious. You sent me 16 pictures? <laughs> I've got more, probably more Vader bootlegs than any other character. Well, yeah, that was going to be the as first. As far as the thing. last of it, it's all the same back wall, and I just didn't know which ones would work best for you. Right. Well, it's uh, it, there, there's something else. Now, I'll definitely pick uh, as as few as I can. Although I imagine there'll still be still be quite a bunch. Um, I mean, what 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 jumps out at you, Steve? What, what do you want to talk about first? Seeing as you're you're kind of the the guest on the oh, interview. Oh man. Okay. Well, the first picture I saw was one of the it was one of the bigger pictures, and I see this puzzle that has Vader with like almost like a Skeletor slash Viking weird helmet with horns. Now, what is that? Um, it's a puzzle from a company called Beneficial Puzzles. Okay. Uh, I um, bought a huge collection of stuff from a collector in Canada, and there were four puzzles in there. I actually okay. uh, remembered where they came from uh, after our last discussion when I showed the R2 one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Vader, funny. yeah, he has uh, these nifty little uh, horns. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'll, I'll actually try to get a, a close up of that. Yeah, it's called beneficial puzzle. Beneficial puzzle. I can take a, I can take an individual picture of it for if you like. Okay, yeah, that that, that could be good because I want to have the group photos, but at the same time, I mean, it's just so easy to just get lost in all this stuff. <laughs> uh, it, it looks as though to me you have a uh, uh, like a Mexican uh, marionette. Is that right in there? Yep, that's uh, right in the uh, right hand corner there. Yeah, is that, that the kind of thing they kind of sell, like in, in Tijuana, where you're waiting to get uh, across the border, and they just kind of sell you little tchotchkes? Is that what that is? Um, I got that from a, uh, I can't remember, I got that from a street vendor in Mexico, or, or someone found it at a street vendor in Mexico and brought it into me at one of the conventions because I was buying. I was in absolute buying frenzy at that convention, so <laughs> right. some of the some of the details of my purchases were uh, are a little cloudy. Well, I, I have one of those I bought in Mexico. It's of Cookie Monster. And uh, I, I don't have a secret cookie monster uh, focus, so I could have a, a Wookiee cookies Um <laughs> But uh, what I love about that and the Vader's, the hands are always wrong. So Vader's got these hot pink hands, and, and, Wookie, and, the, and the cookie monster has these flesh-colored hands, which is just really off-putting. But, 
Oh man, uh, the, joy of, the joy of Mexican folk art slash bootlegs. <laughs> yeah, so so it looks as though we're we're starting with just sort of the main back wall photo. I think that's uh, that's what we'll have on the on the show notes. Um, this has okay. appears to be most of the uh, of the carded figures. Now there's just it seems like there's a lot that are just kind of samurai, star warrior, all all that kind of stuff. Um, but what what I like too is uh, is um, it seems though like this the Star Warrior stuff, is some of it easier to find than others? It seems like a lot of people have a fair amount of this stuff. Some of it is reasonably easy to find, like the uh Space Power Warriors, which there are uh a few different versions of along the back wall, those are modern uh pieces. They're like blow molded uh figures. Those are reasonably easy to come by. Um the Space Warriors I have a, both a boxed and carded version of the carded one is reasonably easy to come by. There's usually yeah, one on eBay every month or two. Right. Oh, right, out of those, uh, let's see, of course, there's the Galaxy Warriors. I have both a box and carded one of those. The box ones are a little more difficult. Probably the hardest one out of all those, like, blow-molded newer pieces would be uh, the Spaceman in the top uh, row there. Spaceman. Okay. And okay. That's the thing is all the names are so generic. I always get them all mixed <laughs> up. I'm like, is that the Space Warrior, the Galaxy Space, the Spaceman Galaxy, Space Warrior Galaxy Man Space Space Galaxy <laughs> Universe? The one that kind of stands out there is the uh, the Knight of Darkness. Now, I, what is that? Where did that come from? Uh, that is from Ideal. Uh, that was their uh, attempt at quick cash in on Star Wars. He looks a little okay. bit more like Dark Helmet than Darth Vader, but that's fine <laughs> yeah. by me. That, that's our second uh, Dark Helmet reference this this episode. I think we're doing something <laughs> right, Steve. Uh. That's great too because uh, it, it almost sounds like a Batman knockoff. Like Knight yeah, it does. Of Darkness. <laughs> uh, from there, they had a whole series of space figures. They had a um, C-3PO knockoff with a green head instead of a robot head. Oh, it looks is that kind of pictured on the the box there too? It looks yeah, like it's pictured on the box there. Okay. Uh, that one I don't. I actually don't have. Just I keep every time one comes up, I just forget about the end of the auction. And it's just, <laughs> they always come up. Yeah. The Night oh, of Darkness, man. I got a really good deal on, so I I, I picked it up. That's great. You, you also have something that is in, in my collection. Before I was really serious about collecting vintage, I saw something at a, at a place in uh, Alameda, California called Toy Safari. And uh, it's, it's the cap gun that you have. And it it's always amazes me that people don't enjoy this more. Um, so it's, I, I think, is it Mexican? Um, I'm uh, not sure. I think it's actually, it was, uh, it was actually more widely available in Europe, like Spain and uh, right. Portugal and you know, Greece. And, and so it, what it is, Steve, have, have you seen It's the, the Galaxy Spatial, and yeah. it's, it's got the picture of Vader holding up a decapitated head. <laughs> well, how can you not love Darth Vader holding a severed head? That's, there's nothing, nothing wrong about that, no. And, and, and to me, this taps into some real fundamental nostalgia, because I would say in the, to, in the top five of movies, definitely a movie I saw at least twice as much as I saw any Star Wars movie was Clash of the Titans. I watched that movie constantly. And uh, that image of, of Perseus holding up Medusa's head, that's what I think is the basis of, of that. So you had this great mixture of Star Wars and Clash of the Titans and just... Uh, it's, yeah. it, it's a oh, great catch on as many properties as possible with one bootleg. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, and it always surprises me that that's not as popular as Uze. But, uh, uh, speaking it's a, of which, it's a cool piece, and it's not it's it's out there for it's out there uh, less and less too. Yeah, I remember for a while those were pretty easy to come by. Right. 
But uh, I didn't know oh, they damn. made it. I didn't know they made a Star Raider for Darth Vader. Hey, that rhymes. Uh, yep, the, the character's called Grand. Grand. I have both the eight inch, eight Grand. Yep, I have both the eight inch version. He also has a lovely little yellow bow, and the three and three quarters <laughs> version uh, next to him. He looks a little hefty, but I guess that's probably just the the clothing he's wearing. Yeah, he's uh, got a little blue and uh, blue and uh, yellow uniform on. <laughs> And as you had for uh, 3PO, right, you have both the, the Woolworth and the standard Space Warplay kid. Um, yep. it, it always kind of uh, amazed me that Vader didn't have a cooler Uze card back. But uh, <laughs> that's just one of the tragedies, I guess, of the vintage era. And his name is what? It's Kara Leader, right? Does that mean like Dark Leader? Yep. Do, do we know? I uh, don't know what the translation is. Once again, we have, to get, we have to get meat on the show at some point to uh, give us true translations of exactly what they were uh, trying to get across on the cards. Right. All right. Well, I think uh, is there anything else on that on that back wall? I mean, there's so much, obviously. But, there's, uh, there's a ton, but uh, is there anything uh, that's... That, that needs to be addressed before we move on to some of the more. Uh, oh, a carded a carded first gen uh, Vader is a lovely little creep. That's that's not a, exactly a piece that many people could claim to own. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. that's on the top row. Is that right? Yep, it's right next to the New Darkness. Okay, there oh, we go. Okay, yeah. all right. So yeah, because people see a fair number of uh, Polish. Cardbacks, right? There's a ton of uh, the unused cardbacks found, but carded figures are uh, very few and far between. Okay, because I, I think that's maybe why I didn't understand why it was so rare until every time I see a post with you, you're like, I would trade this for a first-gen Polish bootleg. I would trade that for a first-gen Polish bootleg. So <laughs> Pretty much uh, anything in my collection other than bootlegs is up for grabs for carded Polish bootlegs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? What, and what, what, what makes those so rare? Are they, is it because they, what, what years were they from? Or what is it that they makes just, them stand um, I guess a lot of the Polish children that didn't save the card backs. And of the 50 or 60 that I know were brought over from the same uh, folks that brought over most of the card Uzi's that I know to exist, they've all just disappeared in off the radar collections. Oh, okay. They're, they're, they are out there. Whether they've survived, we don't know. Whether 10 will show up on eBay next week, we don't know. Right. I hope not, because I'm broke. But um. <laughs> well, it is pretty good artwork. Cause you got the Y wing kind of flying at it, and, and it's really when it comes down to Cold War communist graphics. I mean, it's just that's that's true. No design at all. It's just like no. It's the three movie names. Uh, I assume, right? Because Power Out Jedi's Return, and then yeah, the Gizarzna Warzni is Star Wars. <laughs> Oh well, that, that's good. That, that's that's a pearl. That's. Would you say that's your rarest vintage uh, Vader bootleg? Um, out of what I have currently, uh, I just uh, put down the first half of a down payment on a piece that's actually even rarer than that. But I'm not able to discuss that until it's in my hands. So. Oh man, that's the second Intrigue. tease we got. We, we asked Bill McBride what his uh, his his Grail was, and he said he couldn't say it because it would inge- it would endanger him ever getting it. So we have to. Uh, <laughs> I told him to call us back when uh, when when he finally gets it. So we'll have to wait till you pay it off. If you tell us even then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, pay it off, and there'll be photos of it everywhere. Don't okay. I'm, I'm not shy. I'm not. Sh- I'm not shy about what I own once I actually own it. These super collectors, <laughs> Steve, man, jeez. We're out of our league here. Uh, right, what other photos uh, are of interest to you guys? What's uh, jumping out at you? Well, so I really like the – you had a, kind of a set of uh, Vader masks, and you, you phrased it as Vader masks and more. 
And uh, well, the more of the two Halloween buckets that are flanking the uh, second shelf. Yeah, well, the Halloween buckets are really. When what I was thinking of was, uh, you know, the Vader project went over very well. Was all these artists coming up, all these great ways of envisioning the Vader helmet, but really, <laughs> the bootleg guys haven't beat because uh, <laughs> you got a, you got your straight pink one, you got your yellow one. With, I mean the the. That, that one almost looks like a Mexican wrestler slash Vader in the middle yeah. there on the bottom. Oh, yeah, the, the luchador mask. That was uh, yeah, awesome. yeah. That was a gift at Celebration uh, 4 uh, huh. for my friend Pablo from Mexico. He's one of uh, my and Luis's friends uh, from down there. He's a Gamorrean guard focus collector, and I always try to help him find stuff. And oh, cool. he always comes up with some amazing bootlegs for me. That was a present that he wore for me. Wow, oh, nice, that's, that's a real Lucha Libre Vader mask. Wow. <laughs> That's... And, and what, what's the story with the Halloween things? I mean, it's not it's not Halloween, but what's the story with the, the Halloween buckets? Um, the Halloween buckets. Um, I'll say one of them I got from Jason Edge. The other one I got from uh, my friend Darren over in the UK. They're both Mexican pieces, and I got them from a Canadian and a, uh, a brand. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, globalization is great, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What I like is, for some reason, they really look like like basset hounds. Like the, they the do, side yeah. of his helmet looks kind of like ears. So he looks a more like McGruff the Crime Dog instead of uh, Vader. <laughs> M- maybe uh, M- McGruffio. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What, what else is uh, is grabbing me here? What's the uh, – you included some pictures of, of a CD. What's the story behind that? Oh, it's this really bad uh, black metal band called Fondor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I believe they're from Denmark or Norway or somewhere where – Everyone likes black metal. Um, right. And they use uh, that Vader art on their CD. Uh, and one of the little phrases I saw, the first time I saw anything from them, I don't know what I was searching for in live. I saw a little interview with them, and they had a quote, we are dark Jedi knights in the service of Satan. Oh so I immediately, had to, I immediately had to hunt their CD down just for oh, that, man. you know, because I think that was great. We are dark Jedi knights in the service of Satan. That's great. <laughs> Uh, that's that's but, awesome. But musically, it is horrendous. Even is if you it? like that kind of music, I think it's pretty bad. Wow, that's <laughs> that's. Really... You have to, if one of our friends likes, you know, that type of metal, like, maybe we could ask Lee. He likes a lot of metal, right? Even you know, his opinion of the test. musically is, but <laughs> it's yeah, so you guys probably very muddy. <laughs> now you have oh. some some pretty far out vintage loose figures. Um, it's hard to kind of solo these out. Uh, I think okay, maybe... hold on a second. Let me pull up both those pictures. Uh, right. The Vintage Loose 1 and Vintage Loose 2. Okay, what would you like to know? I think in Vintage Loose 2, uh, sort of the bottom row seems to be pretty mysterious to me. It looks like <laughs> yeah. there's one of us kind of like a either it's a Dracula cape or a Fonzie jacket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this the, second one one over? To, the one all the way to the left is a Vader body with a Stormtrooper head on it. Okay. <laughs> Where the, one the, the one in the middle of the poncho. Uh huh. Um, John has labeled that um, the the Hasid uh, Vader. Okay. Because he's wearing a, a hat like a um, like traditional Hasidic Jew. Okay. Which I, I don't think it really fits, suits as far as the name goes, but that's what John has named it. And <laughs> the one next to it is very similar, except the hat is attached, whereas the one with the poncho is actually pinned on there. Wow. Huh. Huh. Very interesting. So the, the one without the poncho, I guess, is a recapture or even a bootleg of the one with the poncho on it. And all, all those are 
Mexican Mexico or Polish? Or? Or? Those are Mexican pieces, yeah. Okay. Wow. So I, I guess they just really like Vader in Mexico, huh? <laughs> you may want to look they're not like. Well, I know what it sounds like, but there's, you know, the, the, the two great focus collectors uh, who are super into Vader and, you know, all these great bootleg items. Oh. Uh, and then it looks like on the, the middle and the top, there's kind of a weird triangular cape. What's the what's It the looks story? like a, one of those little kids that had one of those scissors that would cut the little shapes out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a Mexican articulated piece. Uh, the limbs come off very easily. In fact, I think one of the legs is teetering on the uh, brink of falling off there. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a pretty tough piece. I got that along with a bunch of the other uh, rare pieces, such as the nice purple unarticulated one in the middle there. And uh, <laughs> a few of the others, when Chad uh, sold his uh, all his bootlegs off when he was selling his Vader collection a few years ago. Oh, okay. right. I remember that. Yeah. That was a pretty big uh, thing at that point in time. And I got very lucky, you know, from being friends with him to get in on the first uh, leg of the sales before they became public. So Right. Wow. Yeah. And then the Vintage Loose Vader's One, those two on the bottom left, the kind of bigger, they almost look like tin men <laughs> with like a barrel chest. They, they, one has the thing that almost looks like a, a Christmas ornament or something. Now, what what's the story on those? Uh, those are Dutch along with the little guy right next to them. Okay. Dutch? Huh. Yep. One of them is black, one of them is brown, and the little oh. uh, smaller one is black. I haven't been able to find a brown uh, in the smaller scale. Of, smaller yeah, one? Okay. If it even exists. <laughs> Dutch. That's, yeah, that's another one. I've never even seen anything close to that. <laughs> yeah. They got... did a Chewbacca. They did a C-3PO. They did a Stormtrooper. They did an R2. All from the same line. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I have the. I think I have one of them. I remember looking through because I've always wanted to find those, and then I think I found one the other day. I was like, "Oh, I, I guess I bought that sometime." <laughs> it's always great to find pieces that you didn't remember buying. Yeah, that's great. It's like it's like finding twenty bucks in your pocket from like after you do uh, the laundry. You're like, "Hey, I do have money." Uh, I have that happen a lot when I'm breaking down boxes. I'll start to break down shipping box and be like. Wait, I don't remember this coming in the mail, or oh, you're buying it, and <laughs> yeah, I have another new piece to add somewhere. Right, we went over the the molds uh, last month, so I don't, I don't think we need to repeat that too much. Although you do have this Mexican Vader head mold, and that's that's new, right? Is that is that some kind of modern? Vintage? No, that's vintage. Yeah, that's like a twelve inch Vader. Like it's about ten inch Vader. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that's you... that's a vintage piece. Um, Where'd that come from? One of the same guys that came up with a lot of the Letty uh, leftover parts. I can't remember his name at the moment. It's eluding me. But he sold it to me years ago. He had it on, uh, it was either Rebelscom or it was actually made with the back when, when Bounty Hunter, when Bounty Hunter Collective, uh, before it switched over to Rebelscom. Okay. Oh, in that okay. time frame. Oh, wow. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. And I found a, I found a beat up, uh, version of the figure, uh, that was pretty much destroyed and I took the head from it to put into the mold just for, Example, say reference. Oh, yeah. that's okay. cool. Yeah, it's neat. And there's a lot of modern stuff that I'm really tempted to go into, but it feels like I'd be betraying our uh, our mandate here. But man, there's <laughs> fair enough. I'm sorry. I just, I just had so much that I had to at least uh, take a shot of some of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because there's such good value, like the the Galaxy War, uh, the the modern mask set. I mean, with oh this, yeah, it truly <laughs> cost a dollar. You get a gun. You get darts. You get a laser sword, 
You get an R2-D2 bootleg, a C-3PO bootleg, a Darth Vader bootleg, a Darth Vader mask. You know, and presu- value. presumably it costs <laughs> like... That's value for your 99 cents. Yeah, yeah. presumably it costs like 99 cents, and all of these are like that. Uh, that's, and that's again, let, let's just go through all of these generic names just to prove I'm, I wasn't just uh, being cynical. <laughs> Galaxy War, Star Force, Space Adventure, Star Action, Galaxy Heroes, Star Force. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, they're, 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 they're not very creative with the names. No, they're not. <laughs> well, except, except for Night of Darkness. <laughs> well, that's because it's a vintage. It's actual vintage piece. They were, you know, a little bit more creative. A little more creativity back, back then, yeah. yeah. And so, um, so Vader is is the most represented. Would you say that's by far? I'd say it's uh, that, and R two is reasonably close, but not quite. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. F- followed closely by uh, by Beaming Pilot. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, it feels like a shame to have you spent all that time to show, to put them all in one place. But also part of it's just it's just so much fun seeing them all together. And and, uh, and making you do that, I think, is a great service to the hobby itself. Um, uh, it's definitely a labor of love, but it took, it took well over two hours to put this uh, together. Oh, and then, man. Then photograph it. <laughs> yeah, and then photograph it. It's just awesome. That's the thing. That's amazing. I mean, really, like every row of every picture, I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, Hey, what's going on? I think next month is, uh, is Stormtrooper month. Okay, so, sure. I've got a decent amount of Stormtrooper bootlegs. Not quite yeah. as many as Vader, but it's definitely a good uh, a good handful of Stormtroopers. All right. All right. Well, cool. And, uh, right. Have a good Thanks night. Once again for having me. Yeah. Thanks again for yeah. all your all your hard work for uh, for the whole Kive cast and for the the hobby in general. This is uh, these pictures. I think are are going to long long be used and uh, referenced. Yeah, so, it's always great to have you on here, Joe. All right, so uh, that was a break through Joe's window. Was that was that fun being in on it, Steve? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, you just don't really know where to go with it. There's just so much <laughs> going on. I mean, yeah, I think maybe the audience can tell that I felt a little bit bad about making him do all that and then only talking to him for half an hour, or whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, still, it's uh, it's something to be seen. But uh, anyways, he uh, he interrupted us right before we were about to go into feedback. So uh, let's let, let's get into that. I think all uh, right. it's. It seems as though the preferred form of feedback is uh, the Rebel Scum message boards, by far, and then Facebook. People do not like leaving a comment on the on the blog, which is a <laughs> bummer because I like that. And people like sending me emails, or they should be sending us emails. Steve, you should check those too. I don't know if you do. Um, but uh, it, we don't get that many uh, of those. So... Um, so let's kind of start with our, our sort of our, our okay. Let's actually let's let's start with the the, the emails, just because okay. uh, I think people should be emailing more to kivecast at gmail dot com. Okay. Um. So again, you do have uh, you do have connection to that, Steve, but you just don't check it very much, right? Well, I did have the connection at one time, but I have not been able to check it in a while. Okay. <laughs> I need a, I need a refresher on that. Well, one thing I like is we we have apparently a new listener. Uh, uh, named Ed, and uh, okay. he, he listened to last month's show, and he went through and listened to the rest of them. So, oh yeah, um, I just think that's funny—the idea of someone like <laughs> listening to us drone on. And I'm, I'm curious—I I imagine you'd actually learn a fair amount about vintage Star Wars collectibles if you were to do that. 
Um, yeah. I kind of have low enough self-esteem that I don't know I would ever want to subject anyone to that. But uh, <laughs> So that's Ed. He's he's Jawa Scrump on Rebel Scum. Um, okay. So And it was cool, too, because he, he sent me a link to a, to a Takara... Um, with the uh, without the Stoom Trooper text, which I was looking for, and I mentioned that on one of the episodes. Oh, oh cool! So I definitely love when people send me links. I haven't emailed them back to say thanks yet. Uh, the price was a little bit high just because it uh, it was a crack bubble, so I didn't didn't quite go all in on it. But I'm still thinking of it because I do need a Stoom Trooper. Um, <laughs> but that was definitely awesome. And and hey, you guys see anything you think that we'd like, or we think is interesting, or want to mention? Even if you just see something, you just kind of think. Hey, they might want to talk about that. Go ahead, email us kivecast at uh, gmail dot com, or call us at Pocket Wampa because people did like that. <laughs> um, we also got a, a great call from uh, you know it's, it's been a little while since we've had uh, a lot of um, a lot of Photoshop stuff. Uh, yeah. Although hopefully we will have the Lobot pop up comb. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will be a lot of work. Um, but but Chris uh, Chris Kraus. He was inspired by my comments on C-3PO being a racist <laughs> robot. And I yes. put this up in the, in the show links. He made this great picture of C-3PO as Archie Bunker. <laughs> and and uh, no, I don't even think I got my point as well as he got my point. That's no, exactly No, I don't it. think so. That's, it. That's totally it. <laughs> That's totally it. It's not necessarily he's a bad guy, but he's not the kind of person you want as a liaison between varying cultures. <laughs> and uh, it's just like the, the tilt of his head is just right. Yeah. And then, no. not only that, but that loops back to my comment on R2. Why is R2 not a woman, right? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> if, if he's, if he is very much like Edith. Like, you always get the sense that he's like, choo choo choo. Oh, Archie. Oh, C3PO. <laughs> I mean, oh, R2. You are ding batting a thousand. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was a really good call. So uh, I, I love I love uh, Kivecast inspired art. That was off the beaten path, but very well done. Well done indeed. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, a fair number of comments from the uh, from the Rebel Scum uh, boards. Happy Independence Day! I did try to have it up there to make sure people had it in case they got stuck in July Fourth traffic, um, which a couple of people said they did. Oh, good. Yeah, that's that's good to have then. Um, I had a little bit of trouble uploading it. Some people mentioned that. Um, that was because I finally felt like, you know what? I don't need to spend that much time setting up this feed. I'll just throw it up there. I got it. Um, <laughs> so I didn't do the feed validator, and so it didn't work. But they eventually got it, so that's good. Um and uh, yeah, and then we got uh, the email, the message from Northern Jedi, and who did encourage us to suck up our guts because uh, we, we, <laughs> we do have a female listener, um, and it's cool. I was just actually checking out her stuff. She does uh, EwokSells dot com, yeah, and, uh, and that's cool because I, really, I like the Ewok cells, and uh, it's as far as vintage collectibles, they're they're not they're not that hard to come by, but good ones are hard to come by. So it's kind of neat because uh, you know you can have a, a large collection. Without a lot of money, but it's not that necessarily that easy to have an amazing collection. So, yeah, um, it's it's a neat a neat area to have. Um, Matthias commented, and we should get into his limelight, but see, we just don't have time. I don't know when we're going to do that. Oh yeah, <sighs> oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't That's... seen his limelight, go go check it out. But we'll talk about it in August. Um, 
But uh, yeah, and then and then Kelly did mention that that he's a man and like you know, hey, I'm Sky. You know, very very female name. So so <laughs> so no no big, no big deal on that. And uh, yeah, I think that was the 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 main bit. Oh, of course, Steve. Oh, we. You unveiled yeah, the, the C-3PO case. <laughs> yeah, the C-3PO case with the, the birthday cake box. That's that's yeah. there. And uh, it's it's just still sitting proudly on a shelf. So uh, it's it's never going anywhere. Well, when, when you listen to the Bill McBride interview, he says that he would be a Darth Vader carry case. Which I thought was <laughs> oh, a, very, great. a very good answer. Um, that is. That is it was a kind answer. of answer where I don't feel like I know him, you know, like on a personal level. But when he said that, I thought... He's probably a good guy. Like that's like that's like a good a, a good answer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, we also got some great uh, as usual uh, input from from Scott Bradley up in Canada. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Oh, he explained. We, we uh, he asked. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was really good. He gave up uh, some really good information about. Um, it was the, uh, the the last bit of seventy seven backs in Canada and uh, how it was Irwin Toys that. Uh, that lost the, uh, or they didn't have the joint venture with Kenner anymore at that, or towards that point. So it's, as always, he always comes in with something that's totally detailed, answers the question exactly, <laughs> basically just solves it. So, right. Yeah. So, so I asked the question, why are there so many minty 77 backs? And yeah, he just breaks it down. And, uh, he even included a picture of, uh, a clipping of a newspaper yeah. reporting the breakup of Irwin and Kenner. Um, yeah, with the great forty-three uh, Hana Hana Avenue. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you should, well, I don't know, maybe we should explain it here, right? Yeah. So uh, he was saying the target market—they were in their teens, so a lot of people weren't buying them. Um, and then no new movies were on the horizon, so they're having a tough time competing. So there was no POTF toys. Um, right. So there are more seventy-seven backs. And then in 85, Irwin and Kenner terminated. They knew it was coming. Uh, they wouldn't be making any more products after 86. So result, they did not order more Star Wars items, leaving a glut of older figures from previous release, 77 backs, yeah. hanging around in warehouses. Um, and they were blown out for 144 or cheaper, Canadian. So that's oh, it. yeah. That's good. Yeah, that, that's pretty cheap. So that, that was his, his, long, uh, his long explanation, which we might as well actually read. <laughs> um, uh, and then we had a great a great comment from Tim uh, uh, Whirlybird where he talks about uh, the the cake pan. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and he talks about some kind of Star Wars collector article from Martin Thurn, who I believe is a, at least a sometime listener of the podcast, if not a, a, a constant listener. Um, <laughs> and I've actually never read any of the Star Wars collector. Um, I didn't uh, a print publication that he made and. I, I haven't seen it. But anyways, apparently he, he has some kind of do-it-yourself method for coming up with the C-3PO cake. Um, oh, that's, yeah. that's awesome. We're definitely, I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, how, how are things going over on Facebook, Steve? Uh, they're doing pretty well. We get uh, Every month we get people posting links for us, like, um, like the, the one we already mentioned, the uh, C-3PO and all in the family. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh we're up to uh, 119 active people who like us so that's it's good we're and i try i try to at least post a little something each month um kind of a nugget from a nugget so to say uh, from the show and just to kind of 
get it in a different format. And, um, and yeah, we get plenty of great feedback there, just a lot of compliments. And um, I, as long as we keep getting the, the input, I'll, I'll keep it going. So, uh, yeah, feel free to, to get creative on there, too. I love seeing the, uh, the inspired stuff, stuff that doesn't come from us. So Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's nice because I'm in it. I did try to like us this month, Steve. I tried. You did try? Okay. <laughs> it, it turns out that I, because I'm an administrator, I can't. You like can't us. like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that that's that. Um, yeah, it's cool. You know, Bruce uh, Lieberman, who's one of the guys who's doing the the Pennsylvania Stars Putting Society. He put something up on there and. Yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of links, and I like two people saying, you know, hey, what? Five people liked Dwayne Smith saying that. Why are you saying it's too long? It's not like you have to listen to it. So, <laughs> so I like that. I like that in general. The uh, the the space freaks like the uh, the crazy long episodes, which I'm assuming this is going to be based on. I think it. I think it may be. Based yeah. on the two interviews <laughs> and the Vader. So. Yeah. It's, no, it's it's been a good one though. I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, and let's not forget the ultimate Darth Vader toy, which is currently on right now in the shortlist edition of the Kivecast. What is the world's <laughs> greatest Darth Vader toy? But a fan. We live in a world of air conditioning, Steve. But if you ever have, you can't talk like Darth Vader into an air conditioner. Oh, that's, that's absolutely true. A fan. <laughs> And my, and my son discovered that with no prompting. He just walked right up to it. He started talking into it, and he immediately said, "If you only knew the power." And uh, uh, that, that is so true. Yeah. So that's uh, something to think about in these hot hot summer months. Uh, yeah. Speaking of hot summer months, how, how how are the boys of summer doing, Steve? Uh, let's not even talk about <laughs> it. Uh. Uh, it's uh, hey man, oh. you're in third to last. That's up from last time. Yeah, yeah, third to last. Uh, and the Dodgers, I think they're still in last place. So it, it might. I think it now. I can kind of make an excuse that if my fantasy baseball team is where the Dodgers are in the real standings, it just it just makes sense, and I, I don't have to to say any more. But right, uh, 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 it's. Uh, you're up top, though, again. Uh, so Yeah, things, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't trust it. But, uh, See, I, I, I'm going to call BS on Pujols coming back in, in a couple of days, <laughs> it seemed like. I think he's actually a Terminator. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was... That, <laughs> I, I, broke his wrist, and he's back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that weird, like, uh, liquid metal stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, let's uh, let's get those calls for you know. Is there an unloved vintage item of the month that you want to see us talk about? Let us know. Uh, any questions? It was really cool because someone called and asked a question about Vader. Are there any questions you have about stormtroopers? Any kind of <coughs> sorry, any kind of questions you might have about uh, you like answered on air? You know why not? Yeah, all for it. Yeah, all for it. So I think that's good until uh, August Steve. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Well, I'm not yet available. Adios. Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package is in stores. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. 
Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.